All right, bonus round. So, Lance, where where do you think the industry is headed? Not not maybe where you want it to go, but where do you think it's going to go? Uh, we're going to see more and more how do I put this nicely? I, you know, I'm not going to bother putting it nicely. We're going to see more and more hacks mm-hmm. in, in in the industry. Um and, and I don't mean hacks like hacking into a computer. I'm just going to say we're going to Kickstarter has shown people that um, you know, six months of game design and throwing it together can make you sixty thousand dollars. You know, as long as it's got cool miniatures, decent, right. like fantastic dice or whatever. Now, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I always feel that the 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 the, the public and the people with the wallets will ultimately decide what's good and bad. And I don't think we should ever rely on anybody else but uh, the people with the wallets to, uh, to to make that decision. I got into a very heated debate on my weekly show with Travis Chance, who is a dear friend. Um, but and but he is a guy that like you know got into board gaming, formed a publishing company, you know, was very successful with this publishing company, successful enough that he got bought out uh, by another company, and now he works for that company, Indie Boards and Cards, and as as they're like one of their lead game developers and. He is aghast at like the 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 number of just crap games that are out there, and um, I agree that it seems to be that we're sifting through a lot more of the garbage to get to those gems. But ultimately, I don't think it's up to anybody to decide other than the people that are buying the games. He wants to believe that you know like developers need to take these people under their wings and they need to they need to like try to help them you know like not publish bad things and i and and like i i recognize where he's coming from and i recognize the altruism and what he is trying trying to uh, create but ultimately it's just it's not up to us to tell somebody else that they can't try to make money i guess it's like the weird thing it's like if you have an idea for a game and you can get it published and you can like engender support for it through a crowdfunding situation, then you should be able to do that. I mean, that's that's the American dream, right? Yeah. You know, it just you you have an idea and you want to try to go into business for yourself, then go for it and do it. And um, I mean, if if I mean that's how TMG got started. I mean, Michael Mendez, the, the the founder and the CEO, he he just basically always loved playing games, and he just decided one day. I'm not going to be a financial planner anymore. I'm I'm going to be a game publisher. Yeah. And then he went off and he's obviously become successful. So it's, you know, yeah, there's going to be cruddy games out there and it's going to be tougher to find the really good ones. But I think what it really comes down to is that we need more objective people. We need more people out there that are willing to play <laughs> those crappy games and let people know that they aren't any good. So we don't have people spending money on things that aren't any good. But ultimately here's the thing that sucks is that, um, and, and that we, that we just, we don't recognize is that like the game that I, I, I mentioned this example all the time and people just grimace when I tell it. So my local game store, uh, the first Saturday of every month, they have, um, they have, Tabletop day, which they basically they start up at 10 o'clock at night and they go for as long as people want to sit in the store up until like three o'clock in the morning. They'll throw you out around then. Yeah. But they just let and then and they 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 um they have food buys and they just they have giveaways and, you know, they just they just create a great deal of support, you know, within the, and, and people just show up and they and they have a convention area. My, my local game store is awesome. They have this huge convention area. And so like and so you can cram about 200 people in there and several, you know, many, many tables and people are playing these games. Right. And there's two groups that show up every single time. Right. And the one group, they show up at 10 a.m. 
and they they put two of these giant tables together and they set up they have two two complete sets of twilight imperium with all the expansions <laughs> they've gone to the point of repainting one of the colors like with like with stripes so they can tell the difference between them and they play a 16 person game of twilight uh, they, they play it from, they start at 10 and they're done about 2 a.m. And they wow. play that every single, and I look at that, I'm like, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm yeah. just like, oh my gosh, that's amazing that you, you play. But they, and they do it every single Saturday. So the second group is literally they have purchased every single version of Munchkin ever. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's the same like five to eight people. They've purchased every single expansion, every single version, every single, and they take all the cards and they jam them all together. And they sit there and they play Munchkin all day and they laugh their asses off. Now I wouldn't, I wouldn't play that game with a gun to my head mm -hmm. because I mean, you guys, we've all played Munchkin. We played it the one time we thought it was fun. The second time we played it, we're like, eh, this is less fun. And then the third time <laughs> you're like, I never want to play this again. Yeah. So, uh, which of course has changed now because my daughter has found it and she really likes it. So yeah. we've played it a few times, but, but still they all love it. They can't get enough. They think it's absolutely amazing. It's hilarious. And there's those people like playing cards against humanity. They're there. You're like, Oh God, that game is horrible, but they're loving it. So that's the whole thing, right? It's the game that I say is garbage. There's somebody else that's going to be saying this game's freaking amazing. I, I won't, I won't play Lords of Waterdeep. Ever. I think that's the most boring, boring game of all time. But obviously I'm in I'm I'm not the normal person. There's tons of people who this think it's amazing and then they still play it. I just I can't stand that game. So it's all those people. I mean, like uh, Small World was a game that I absolutely hated. But, you know, obviously lots of people love it. You know, so it's just what you don't like. Somebody else finds amazing. So. Don't rely on that too much, I guess, is my opinion. Like, don't don't rely on that whole uh, mentality of, you know, it's like, oh, well, this game's awful. You know, just like, well, who said, why? Well, you, you know, it's just ultimately, did the game fund on Kickstarter? Well, yeah. I mean, it, so it really has done all that it needs to do at that point, right? Because, I mean, unless the publishers made drastic decisions in that situation, um, they're probably going to be, you know, make some sort of profit off of the game, you know, and, 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 and now it's done, it's out and it's out there and they'll dweedle through the remaining stock. If the game gets out there and people are saying this game's horrible, then it just, it'll just, it'll vanish and it'll wither on the vine and it'll go away. And, and then, and then, you know, so then that's, and that's, that's, the the industry or the gaming community solving that problem as uh, you know from the get-go now i'm all for there being lots of resources for people to like have oh you want to publish a game here's an amazing resource for you to look at go to like you know um jimmy stegmeyer's blog you know things about that you know uh, uh michael mendez has a blog as well you know that, that he's kept on um uh, I can't think of his name right now. The guy who runs Minion Games, same deal. They have blogs that are, you know, trying to promote like, hey, you want to be a publisher? Here's here's some good good tips. Here's some good hints. This is how you're going to be successful. This is how you're going to be doing, a, you know, doing yourself a service and then doing the gaming uh, world a service. But you don't have to do that. You know, it's just I don't know. I, I, I don't feel like prior restraint 
is the is 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 the way to go. We shouldn't be restricting somebody's access to creating before they have a chance to show us whether what they got, if you will. Yeah. So, and, and history is riddled with people that didn't get any credit during their lifetime, whether it was art or music or whatever. People said this isn't very good, but then after their death, now they're like these master artists or these master painters, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And so it's like it. Maybe the game is just ahead of its time. Like you never know because this is all subjective. Exactly, and so ultimately, in my opinion, what what it comes down to is is just I see the gaming industry, you know, getting worse. But ultimately, it's it's just a growing pain, mm-hmm. and, and 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 it'll get better. I mean, you you can you can find it in all sorts of other media, all sorts of other consumables, if you will, um, you know, that, that, and, and it's just, it, it just finds its balance. It, it, it'll just inherently find that, you know, organically. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and then though, of course the argument against that is like, well, maybe, you know, having some sort of restriction is us finding it organically. It's like, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I could have that debate with you, I suppose, but I just, that's what we're, that's, that's the whole premise is like the gaming industry is that, it's it's full of creators, and I don't think any sort of like, I don't think there should be any kind of restriction yeah. on creation in any way. Yeah, and and to be fair, there are restrictions to a certain degree. A publisher is a gatekeeper. That's a restriction. So if you take your crappy game to them, they're going to go, no, this is a bad game. They're not going to publish it. Okay, so then you go to Kickstarter. Well, you know, I've seen a lot of awful Kickstarters that never got funded. <laughs> you yeah. know, and so it's not like, oh, I'm going to go to Kickstarter and get a bunch of money. No, you have to go to Kickstarter, and you have to. It has to look good, like you were saying in the podcast. We, you need some reviews. Like there's a a whole bunch of things you have to go through in that process to get people to help you fund that game. And so that's a restriction. Now, are there plenty of crappy Kickstarter games that come out? Yeah, absolutely. There's plenty of crappy everything, crappy books. You know, but it's not like, for instance, in the book pub in publishing with books. Now there is no restriction. I could write the crappiest book in the world that's 12 pages, and I could put it on Amazon today, and it could be for sale this afternoon. Like, there's zero restriction there. Like, I could just put that out. But you can't do that in board games because, you know, you have to publish the thing and, and you know, the printing and all that. It's not cost-effective to just do that. Even with the Game Crafter, you know, you, you have to go through their process and all their restrictions and all that stuff. And so, mm-hmm. to a certain degree, there are restrictions, just not as many as there as there used to be. Yeah, and the other thing I, I think is is that uh, distribution is is another right. uh, fantastic gatekeeper as well. I mean, I hear from people all the time how tough it is to get their game into distribution. You know, yeah. which of course is the method of getting it into game stores, and which get then the game stores get those things into people's hands. And so, you know, and and that's a good gatekeeper as well. So, I mean, I I see I see the 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 the, the the gaming world, I, but I also, I mean, yes, I, I think there's going to be more crap, but I think there's going to be so many fantastic games that are yeah. going to, they're going to show up. And I, and I, and so I'm really looking forward to, I mean, it just seems like every single year, like you see something, you see like pictures of the new hotness or whatever. And, 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 and you just sit there and you go, well, that game looks freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to play it, you know? And, um, and so that's, I mean, that's, that's what I see. And that's what I see, see the, the, the game system going to. So. Awesome. Well, Lance, again, thank you for your time. Thank you for all your insight, man. Oh, Gabe, it's been awesome. I really appreciate your time.